0: Hi, welcome to Living Water Bible Fellowship's audio sermons. It's our prayer and hope that you'll be encouraged and uplifted by the preaching of God's Word. Stick around after the message to hear more about how to contact us.
1: As an elder of Living Water, I get to get up here pretty regular now. And I keep thinking that one of these times I'm going to quit being so nervous when I get up here, but evidently not today so um, anyway, uh, bear with me, if you would but um, I'm going to talk to you about relationships today. I'm going to paint with a pretty broad brush, but I'm going to start I want to read out of Luke chapter six. Uh, I'll start in verse 12. I'm going to be jumping all over today, so for those of you who like sword drills, it's your day. But, um, yeah, I'm going to start in, in Luke chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 12. <clears throat> it says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God, talking about Jesus. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the zealot Judas the son of James and Judas Iscariot who also became a traitor and he came down with them and stood on a level place with the with the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. So I chose this section of Scripture today because it kind of encapsulates what I want to talk about. We see Jesus here, and we see him with the Father alone, right? First we see him, and he's off by himself, and he's with the Father alone. And then he's got his core group, a smaller group, the 12 apostles. And then, from that, they go out and they minister to the world, right? And so, I just, I want to take a look at, it's at him and his relationships and, and talk about our relationships as well. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the, the TV show Alone. It's a, it's a reality series. It's been running for a few years now. But they take, they take ten survivalists in this show, and they, they set them out in the wilderness. And they spread them out, and they have no contact with anyone, the outside world at all. Right? And they they get to take like 10 items with them and they get to try to survive out there and whoever survives the longest wins like a half a million dollars. Right? And I mean, they eat all kinds of crazy, disgusting things and they, you know, but they're out there, they're totally alone, they're all by themselves. And I like to watch it. It's 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 uh, basically comes down to it's a starving contest, right? Whoever can live out there the longest. Some of them live out there 75 days and winter drives them out or starvation drives them out. But the thing that's interesting to me in this show is that as much as anything, as much as being hungry or as much as being cold or exposed or anything like that, it's being alone. That's what gets people. And they're out there. And, and pretty quick, they start, Sophie and I always like to, to try to guess who's going to win, right? And so, <clears throat> we're, we always know the ones that are there, and the first day or two, they're talking about their relationships. They're, we're like, nope, that guy's not going to make it. You know, he's not gonna. But they, they do, as much as, as much as anything else, it's the being alone and the being totally isolated and people, you know, they're given a sat phone so they can contact the outside world when they want to tap out. But they, that, that, gets, that easily ends their journey there as much as starvation or cold or anything else. It's that desire to be around other people, to be in relationship. And we're built that way. We're, God made us that way for relationships. We're just built that way. Uh, I don't know that... Peter and Amanda Stratner here, but I'm going to tell a story anyway. Um, they serve in the worship team, and they have two little girls, um, Evelyn and Abigail. And so Peter and Amanda were up here, and Evelyn and Ab- Abigail were right there, and Will and Allison Hickman walked in the second service, and they were way back there. And Evelyn gets up on the, and their daughter. They have a little girl, and um, they're... And so Evelyn sees them walk in over here, but the church has started and people are starting to sing and walk in and stuff. And Evelyn stands up on the chair and she's waving over there to Will and Allison and Hickman's daughter and she's like, come on, come and sit with us, come and sit with us. And so this goes on for a few minutes and finally Hickman's let, let their little girl come over here and Evelyn comes running down the aisle and gives her a big old hug, right? And that's just, that's how we're made. We desire a relationship with people, you know. Um, We see all kinds of relationships in the Bible. That's what the Bible is, really. The Bible is a book about our relationship with God and our relationship with other people. Genesis 2.18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Talking about the marriage relationship. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And Ecclesiastes chapter 4, if you want to turn there, it's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Um, we just, we see this, you know, that... I don't know if you've been out working with somebody, if you've got a job to do and there's one of you, the, the math doesn't work out. If there's two of you, you get like three times as much done, or four times as much. It just, that's just how it works out, as if you're doing something by yourself. <clears throat> we see this in the kind of a flip side, is that Proverbs 18.1 says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Right? Uh, we do. We, we have an enemy, guys. And, and he, wants to, he wants to isolate us. He wants to cut us off. He wants to cut us off from a relationship because we're easier to defeat that way. Right? It says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Um. The reason I mention this, I know, and we've all seen it, and we all understand that over the last few years, you know, due to COVID and everything, we've been, we've had to isolate, you know, and that's been hard. But, you know, in the last couple of years, churches across the country have seen a 20% decline in, in people actually attending, right? We've got all these we've got all these great tools, you know, and you can stream sermons from anywhere in the country, you know, we do Zoom meetings now, we don't gather, but but you know, people, I think it's a a temptation that like I say 20% churches across the country are down in attendance and people actually coming to church can you know, I've I've heard from lots of people well, we we stream the service. Yeah, we watch online and and that's, you know, for people who can't physically get out of the home, it's a blessing. It really is. It's an absolute blessing. At least they're getting God's word every day. But but other than that, guys, I'm here to encourage you today to come to church. And I know y'all are here, so I'm not I'm preaching to the choir, right? But but um, I know I think we all know someone who who left church and just as someone said earlier this morning, people are creatures of habit. And sometimes we get out of the habit of coming to church. I mean, you got to get up, you got to get yourself dressed, you got to get your kids ready. You know, um, you know, you, you come here. You know, you got you got noisy kids. You, you don't like the music. You you know, you got to talk to that guy. That guy that keeps coming up to you. He's got bad breath. And I can I can say that because I've been that guy. Okay. <laughs> I've got, I've got a teenage daughter who, who keeps me. I, I'll her, turn to talk to her, and she's like, "Dad." We'll, you know? <laughs> so, okay, so I can say that, right? But, but we, we need to do life together, right? We, we're called to come here. Uh, we get so beat up by the world, you know, throughout the week. You know it's, yeah, and, and we're just bombarded with all these negative messages, the world's turned upside down, we need to come and be reminded why we're here and what we're doing. And, you know, aside from that, God tells us to. Let's look at Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. says, Hebrews 10, 24, says and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, I, I talk on the phone for a living, basically. And I, you know, sometimes I get so tired of talking to people throughout the week. And, but we're commanded to come here to encourage one another, to build each other up, to, to stir on the love and good works. Again, it's, it's a commandment. It's important. We need, we need to do that. We need to not stop showing up. And if you know somebody who's stopped showing up, you need to encourage them to show up. We're to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Um, You know, I know we come to church, sometimes we're offended by something. You know, maybe we offend somebody else. I, I love what Abraham Lincoln said. And I loved his take on it. Abraham Lincoln said, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better right? I wish I could be like that all the time. I don't like that guy. I need to get to know him better. Um, but we are. We, you know, we, we spend so much time out in the world that we need to come here and, and rub shoulders with believers and be encouraged and just kind of get back to center and, and reminded again. What we're here, what is the point, right? Um, Because guys, I tell you, who we spend time with matters, right? Who we spend time with matters. The people that you spend the majority of your time around, they're going to shape how you think. They're going to shape your worldview. They're going to shape how you talk. They're going to shape how you think, how you look at life, how you look at different situations. The Bible says it like this. In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Right? You, when you see someone, it's automatic, right? You see someone hanging out with a group of people, you automatically pass, you, we make judgments on that based on who they are hanging around. Right? It says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Um, Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler, I don't know who they are, but I know they did a, a study. They did a major study on the breadth of social influence, and I'm not, this is not to pick on smokers, this is just an example, okay? That's all this is. Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler, they did a major study on the breadth of social influence, and they found they they looked at all their data, and they found that if your friend smokes, if you if your if your best friend smokes, you are 61% more likely to be a smoker yourself, right? I mean it's just facts, guys. Who we who we hang around with matters. It it shapes who we are, right? And so it's important. The you know, I guess we need to. I guess this is a encouragement to me to everyone to that are my relationships are the people that I'm hanging around with are they encouraging me in my walk with Christ or you know are they are they making me are they are they encouraging me in my walk with Christ am I a better person because I hang around that person or am I a worse person because I hang around that person Am I I walking more closely to the Lord because of that relationship? Or am I walking away from the Lord and what He wants me to do because of that relationship? And I think we need to examine ourselves on that, guys. But, like anything, we can get things out of whack, right? Um, This is not, and please don't take this today, as, a, as an encouragement to just hang around Christians and believers. That's not, you know, the message from this, from, from this church here, our local church. I mean, we've been reminded over and over again, we're called to go, right? We're called to go and be disciples. We're called to go and witness and, sh- you know, share Jesus with people. We're supposed to bring the gospel to people. And we should, we absolutely should. So I think, because I think the danger on the other side is that we become so insulated and we just hang around believers that we're not witnessing to the rest of the world. And we're not doing that. And that, please don't take that, this as that. Okay? But we, we want to equip first. You've got to have Jesus. You can't give somebody what you don't have. You can't go out and give... We can't go out and be witnesses for Jesus in the world if we're not equipped ourselves. So first we have to be equipped. We have to have that. But then we are. We're called to go. And again, just like like we saw in that first scripture that I read, we see Jesus ministering to the world. But he's got, first he's with the Father, right? And he's alone with the Father. And then he's with his disciples. And he's got that core group of disciples. He's got the twelve and even when it, within that, he's got three. He's got Peter, James, and John, right? But he's got his core group, and then we see them go out, and they minister to the world, right? Um, and I, you know, I'd like to look at Mark, chapter two, uh, starting verse thirteen. <clears throat> it says, then he went out again. By the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many. And they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. We see Jesus hanging out with sinners. That's who he came for Jesus didn't come for the people that don't need a savior I mean, he died for the sins of the whole world but you know if you're not a sinner you don't need a savior and you know Jesus we see that we see this he's not just he's not just giving them the gospel he's eating a meal with them he's hanging out with them he's been. he's doing life with them right <clears throat> but you will never in here find an instance where the tax collectors, the sinners, encourage Jesus to walk away from the Father. In every instance, the tax collectors and the sinners are encouraged to walk closer to Him. And that's what we're called to do, guys. We're called to go out and be in the world. But we're not to become more like the world. We've got something that the world desperately needs. We've got Jesus, Right? And it doesn't do us, it's not profitable to us to go out there and blend in. And I, I say that, I always give these sermons because the Lord's speaking to me too. And I'm not, I'm not great at giving the gospel to people out there. But I, you know, we need to live in a way, we need to be different. It's okay to be different. And we, you know, the world needs that. The world's dying for some hope. And we have it. Right? We have it. We have Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, now that you're all here at church, I want to tell you that that's not enough. <laughs> I want to encourage you to, uh, like I say, Jesus, he had those 12. And, and it's great. You know, it's great to come to church every week. It is. It's, it's like a reset. And it's great to be here. But every week, you know, I asked Jerron, I think every week we see somewhere between 150 and 300 people come to church on any given Sunday. Uh, It used to be more, sometimes as many as 400. And that's just, and that's fantastic, right? And it is, and it's, like I say, it's great. But it's not, church once a week on Sunday for a couple hours a day it's not the kind of environment where you're going to come here and you're going to build the kind of relationships that are, that are necessary to, you know, to do well out there, to, to continue and grow in your walk with Christ, right? I mean, generally the conversations that I have around here on Sundays are, hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good, whether I am or not, right? I mean, that's, that's generally the gist of the conversations, it's not <clears throat> in this setting and occasionally we see it, but not often enough and, and it's hard, right? When you see this many people to have those difficult conversations together. How, how's life right now? Well, honestly, not great. This is what I'm struggling with, you know? And so, where do we have those kind of relationships? Where do we build those kind of relationships? And that's when, so I'll just tell you about our community group. That's, we, I would like to encourage everyone here to be, to get plugged in to a community group, right? Get, in, get involved with a group of Christians, and I don't care if it's a community group, whatever you want to call it, but get in a, a smaller group of Christians that you can do life with, right? That you can you can be together with, you can hold each other accountable, you can encourage each other, you can pray, you can worship together, and you you get to do life together. Um, Our community group, ours started here a couple, three years ago, maybe even longer, time flies. But we were, you know, hesitant to do it. It It's just another night a week, we had something going on, and, you know, People that we didn't know, people that were maybe a little different than us. We weren't, you know, just kind of get us out of our comfort zone a little bit. And I can tell you, guys, that some of our best and closest relationships have come out of that community group, right? Um, you know, Josh and Beth, we, he, we, Josh grew up here in the valley. I grew up here in the valley, but different worlds, right? I mean, really, different worlds. And, you know, they, they started coming to our community groups and guys, there's some there've been a blessing in our lives, right? And I don't know that I would have gotten to know them otherwise. Right? Um, you know, and it doesn't I saw so that's the other thing. When you're looking at a community group, you don't necessarily have to look. I mean, our Bible study is so enriched by people, you know, who don't maybe have the same Outlook, they, you know, they, they, you know, you don't have to find someone that just agrees with everything you say. That's not the deal, right? I mean, it's it's not it's okay to to disagree on some things. If it gets you in your Bible and gets you looking at things and looking at Scripture and what you believe, and why you believe it, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. <clears throat> so please, you know, in our in our in our community group, you know, we worship. We want to grow in our love and devotion to God, right? That's worship. We want to do that. We want to, we want to make disciples. We want discipleship. What is discipleship? Disciples is, or Be disciples who make disciples. Discipleship is following Christ and helping others, people, to do the same thing. And you can't do that if you're by yourselves, right? You know, that happens in community. That happens doing life together. Right, and then you worship, you grow in discipleship. Then you go on mission. Then you go and you take that out in the world, and you share Christ with people. And that's what we do. That's what we're called to do. You know, um, this this verse. You know, our our community group. We've gone some through. People have gone through some hard things. Galatians six two says, "Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ." right? Guys, we all know that this, this life is not easy. This world's been turned upside down. We're, the load is always easier if you have someone to help you carry it, right? We bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So there's, I guess in closing or the last thing I want to talk about the, the most important relationship that we can have is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? Um, I know some of you have heard my testimony before, but I'm going to share parts of it again today. Um, I think growing up, I always knew and understood, I didn't really doubt that there was a God. Right? I, I figured there was this God and who controlled everything And was just, you know, who made us and, you know, who created everything. I I knew that, you know, um, I didn't become a, a believer until later in life. You know, Jody and I were married and we would go to Bible studies. And we would leave the Bible studies and Jody would ask me, so what's the gospel? And I'd give it to her, right? Jesus Christ came to pay for the sins of the whole world. He shed his blood on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. But when I said our sins, I meant our sins meaning the sins of the whole world. And that's true. That is the gospel, right? But things got real for me when I realized that Jesus Christ came and died for my sins. And that the God... The God of this world wants a relationship with me. And it's not just, he didn't just come to save me, which he would have if it was just me, he would have. But he wants to walk with me through this life, right? He wants to walk with me, he wants to be with me through this life. And so I would be remiss, guys, if you are here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ that's the first thing you got to get right. That's the first thing you got to get straight because none of your other relationships will be right until that one is right. <clears throat> Father, I just want to come before you. We thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that you came here and went to the cross for us and shed your blood so that we could be cleansed and forgiven and holy, that we can have a relationship with you, Lord, that you desire a relationship with us. Just help us, Lord, to do life together, to encourage one another, to be more like you, Lord Jesus. Just help us to, to take that message out to this dark and dying world. Pray that your light and your love would shine in and through us. You would be lifted up and glorified. We just praise you, Lord, and thank you in the holy and awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening. The gospel according to the Bible is that Jesus Christ, who was and is the eternal God, took on human flesh, was born of a virgin, died for our sins on the cross, And rose from the dead three days later. He then ascended to the Father's right hand where he sits making intercession for his people. And right now, he is establishing the kingdom of God on earth. You can enter into a saving relationship with God by repenting of your sins and placing your full trust in Jesus' life, his death and resurrection on your behalf. In Christ, you will find forgiveness, acceptance, freedom, peace, hope, and a future. If you would like more information about Christianity or Living Water Bible Fellowship, visit our website at livingwateralamosa.org. God bless.